Hey, you guys, and welcome to episode 43 of the Insiders on Real Estate and Marketing. I am your host, Sandy Hibbard, and joining me today, again, for I, the 40-somethingth so. <laughs> time, is my friend and co-host, Mr. Mark Miller. Hey, buddy, hey, how are you? I'm good. good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. I'm doing great. Good. I'm super excited because we have a really special guest today and a very dear friend of mine and a dear friend of Mark's as well, Mr. Jim Fight of Century 21 Judge Fight Realtors. And he and I go way back. Uh, we've done a lot of work together and it's about time that I get him on the show. So he's with us today. And uh, Jim is not only a real estate leader, entrepreneur, mentor, coach, teacher, he's also an author. And he has a new book out that we're gonna be talking and digging into today called Success Through a Recession, Lessons Learned to Help You. And uh, in the judge fight manner, I know that we're going to learn a lot of good little golden nuggets today that people are going to be able to bring back. So I hope that you've got some notes. We'll take those notes and uh, listen up as we dig into this book with my friend Jim. But first, let's get a catch up with, with uh, my friend here, Mr. Mark, and see what's going on in this business. Well, it just changes. Is it as hot as the temperature? Uh, not quite. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'll say uh, listings seem to be consistent, yeah. but the sales are not necessarily following the listings and they're keep playing with our interest rate out there. I'm telling you which, why, because people don't want to get in the car and go around looking at houses. Well, that might be part of it. <laughs> it's too I tell you what, hot. If it was six and a half percent interest rate, they'd all be out in their yeah, cars well, right now. True too. So, yeah. Well, what is so it? It's yeah. probably about this morning I looked, I think it was about a seven and a half percent. Yeah. Uh, if it starts tilting toward eight, I would get extremely concerned, but not that we haven't lived through those cycles before sure. yeah. that side. So, and we balance 50% of our business in commercial. So thankfully mm -hmm. the commercial side we service is mm -hmm. not the institutional side. I wouldn't have been wanted to be dependent on office building mm -hmm. investment sales because that's off by 50% year mm -hmm. over year mm -hmm. for that side. And I think that's going to be the first victims of, of, uh, foreclosures and oh, really? yeah, give back to that side. So. Anyhow, overall, I kind of, I would say I have a budget, but I manage month to month. And uh, I think that's just kind of, kind of looked at, track your mm -hmm. inventory, track your closings and sort mm -hmm. of see where the activity is coming from. So for August, which is typically a little slower because we have back to school side, I'm, I am a little bit encouraged with what I've seen in our order count yeah. uh, and closings. Our revenue looks pretty good through the month. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we trailed that with three other months that were really good mm -hmm. behind it. So, you know. I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that September will be an improvement. We get out of some of this heat I bet it will side because it I just mean, I, everybody I don't know what the just interest seems rates are to gonna be. Do. People are still a little bit yeah. freaked out. Oh, I, yeah. I had a friend over at the house the other day who was talking about looking for a house, and I, I think that they he said that his mortgage guy set him in at seven point two or something like that, and he was gonna quit. I mean, he, he didn't want to do the deal, and and I was kind of like wait a minute, you know, this guy needs to be right. educated. Right. Somebody, somebody, his realtor needs to talk him through this. I was going to offer to be his realtor. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you know, right. I, I had a trigger there right. somewhere. Right. There was a, a sales trigger. I, heard. <laughs> I, I mean, get it. I might look at her property. I can help him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, go, it just goes back to what we've right. been preaching and preaching and right. what we preached at Judge Fight, and that is building relationships 
with your clients and your prospects right. to, to educate them, keep them in the loop, keep them in the know, because there's so much hearsay these days and so much that we hear on the internet and through friends and- Social media. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, and the demand is it's there. It's wrong information. So, yeah. yeah. I've been doing this 46 years. I've seen a few cycles, um, which by the way, today is my third year anniversary with Secured. Uh, yes. With that side. So, but uh, through up cycles and down cycles, there's always sales mm -hmm, mm -hmm. opportunities. Opportunities. You just got to totally. just have to potentially pivot into another channel mm -hmm. if, uh, and approach it a different way. But right. sales will occur. Right. Yeah. It's just not everybody's just not used still, I think, to the higher rate mm -hmm. of interest and potentially how to explain that opportunity, particularly when I, I look at it, say, well, if you get in a home, you're immediately starting your piggy bank because you got appreciation happening and you can always no what. you can always refinance when the rates go back yep. down as well so somebody had a post the other day I thought it was really interesting and kind of gave comparisons you're paying 21% on a credit card you're paying 12% or whatever on a car loan mm -hmm. and you can get into a mortgage for seven what's the problem so yes yeah and another thing that I'm hearing that is oh the interest rates have gone up I'm gonna rent for a while and I'm, I was just like, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. You know, right. I'm not a realtor, but but let me tell you what I know. That is the wrong kind right. of thinking. And then you can pay somebody else's mortgage. Yeah, right. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow. Anyway, well, here we are. In here we are again. That's the way yeah. it goes. Yeah. So yeah. you gave a pretty good well, in intro you. to Jim because yeah. you guys kind of know each other. But what I love about, I've known Jim for a very long time as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we just touched on is that his uh, Century 21 Judge Fight goes back to 1937. Yeah. 86 years. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So that I'm not that old. I don't look that old, do I? Yeah, you were I don't just, look that old. No, you don't. You actually look great. I feel <laughs> pretty do. good, too. You, you must fabulous. be living a good life right uh, When now. I was getting your images off the internet for our marketing, I thought Jim has not changed because it's yeah, been, right. you know what? She knows what to say. She's in, <laughs> she's in marketing. She is, yeah. you know. It's been a while since it's, I've it's seen Jim. Long. You look the same. You yeah. look great. You're doing something right, bud. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So anyhow, but I want, I want to jump into the book. Let's do. Let's uh, do. And, uh, you know, just as the first talking point, sort of what, what motivated you to, to jump in and write this book? Because you don't write it overnight, right? Mm, no, I started in 2009, actually. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was during the uh, Great Recession. But yep. the, the title really came from 1986, before y'all were born. I love you, Jim. 1986, <laughs> I was president of the Greater Dallas Association of Realtors, now Metrotex, and there was a board meeting. And if you remember 86, which y'all don't because you're not old enough, uh, that, that recession from 86 <laughs> to 92 started right here in Dallas. Started right here on Interstate 30 between Dallas and Lake Ray Hubbard. A lot of land flips, savings and loan industry went under. Oh, wow, yeah. And as I was president that year, I had the opportunity to chair the board of directors meetings. Mm -hmm. We had 22 directors, as I recall. And this particular meeting, it wasn't like the, we didn't have a regional MLS and everybody had their little areas that they worked in. So I decided on that board meeting, I would go around the room and have everybody say, what's going on in your market, your sub-market? So everybody just took a minute, went around the room and got right over here and a lady, which I called her name, you'd probably know it, but I won't. Let's just say that she was a uh, very influential, very large company in DFW, and it was her turn to talk. And she went, oh, my gosh, I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> if I can just survive, and she went, she went drama on me. Yeah. I'm just telling you. 
And she went on and on oh, and on about survival and if we can just and if I can just and my and and you all know me fairly well. I'm not a gavel kind of guy, but as a president, you have a gavel. Yeah. And I never use the gavel. Right. I mean, I just I'm, I'm a relationship person. Well, she wouldn't shut up. So I grabbed the gavel <laughs> oh and God. I slammed it on the table, <laughs> and I said these words: "I'm not here to survive. I'm here to succeed." Because if you set a goal to survive and you don't quite make it, oh. <laughs> It's not a good day. No. You're no longer around. <laughs> yeah. But if you set a goal to succeed and you don't quite make it, you're still in the game. And if you do make it, you're ahead. Yeah. And so that was stuck in my mind. If you've read the book Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath, mm -hmm. if you haven't read the book, you ought to read the book. Fabulous book. And that was a moment in my life. I was not, I'm not here to su survive. I'm here to succeed. It stuck. It stuck. And so rock along, we had the Great Recession, and I was on a trip with some friends, and, and uh, I was in the back seat. We had a, a driver guide that was taking us around South Africa. And I started punching out a table of contents because here we were in the middle of a recession. I think that was my number five or six, I can't remember, that I had been through as, as business owner and, mm -hmm. and entrepreneur. And so the recession was over, you know, working too hard not to get through it. So we got through it and we su succeeded through the other side. And I didn't ever write the book. And then I saw something coming, you know, as uh, our economy started going south. Now, where are we now? What year? Inflation. Well, this is uh, two years ago. Okay. We started seeing inflation. I saw it on the horizon. Mm -hmm. I'm, they, some people would call me a visionary. I can see out there sometimes. And um, I started seeing this. It, it was not going to be pretty. And I didn't know when. I didn't know how. Who knew that interest rates would go up from 2.5%, 3% to 6% in 60 days? Mm -hmm. I mean, who, who would have thought the Fed would have done that to our country? And this isn't a political comment. This is just a comment. Fact. I, I just... I wouldn't have thought that. I, they should have done it a year earlier at a quarter point per quarter, and it wouldn't have affected like it did. But the fact is, I'm not in that job. I have my own job here. And so I started seeing that this was going to happen. So a year ago in August, I started, I found the, the outline that I'd started in 2009, and I started writing. Mm -hmm. And through uh, from August to December, I wrote it, and then mm -hmm. comes the editors, and then comes the uh, way of publishing and all that stuff. So right, right. finally, finally got it out there on Amazon, and did a you know Audible recording, and so it's Kindle, Audible, paperback, hardback, that's however fabulous. anybody wants to do it. So anyway, that's and that's I the know story. I was with you in yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so I know what a visionary you are. I was in those meetings with you and Jan and your team talking about how and what we needed to do to avert what was coming. Yeah. And I, when I speak, I, I refer to that so many times, and I will say, and we did this, and this happened. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, you know, I mean, it, and so I, it's just so exciting to, I can't wait to read it, to get in there and see these nuggets that I know, uh, because I've watched them firsthand turn around 
attitudes and the company and sales and and everything. It's it's pretty incredible. Well, Sandy, in, in 2005, October 05, mm -hmm. so this was the year before the best year in real estate. 06 was the best year up till then, right, Mark? Right. And I went to a brainstorming group, which I've been a part of this group for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of markets that started turning around, started going south in 2005. It was uh, Florida and Michigan. And so, you know, came back and hmm, that's kind of interesting. Two markets is going south. I wonder what that's all about. And, you know, so you start reading other things differently. And so we'll rock along March, April of that year, we met again. We meet two or three times a year and we met again, again, best year in real estate. Their market from October till March, April, mm -hmm. I don't remember what month it was, it's in the book somewhere, but anyway, whatever month it was, their market took a dive, and they had the opportunity to tell the rest of us, here's what we've done to adapt. Mm -hmm. And so I came back in April, we had a leadership meeting, about 30 some odd people in the, in the room, and I divided our whiteboard in thirds, it was a huge whiteboard, if you remember, up on I Empire do. Central, and yep. huge whiteboard in our training room, and I said, okay, chart one, chart two, chart three. We're fat, dumb, and happy. Again, best year in real estate, 2006. We're going to start cutting right now. They thought I was nuts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if it gets, we start seeing signs in DFW, we're going to go to chart two. And what, are we, what can we do? What can we do? And then if it gets worse, it's going to go to chart three. By th 2011, we got to chart seven. Wow. Our gross income went down 52% in that period of time. Our company dollar went down 43%, and yet our profit went up. Now, we took a dip in there, yeah. <laughs> and luckily we had planned in the good times for the bad times. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about right. this today. Mm -hmm. And so as we plan, that means save your money in the good times, mm -hmm. put it in the bank, mm -hmm. don't go spend it, don't buy yachts and airplanes and all that stuff. Other people do. I didn't. We didn't. We saved it in the good times so that in, when the tough times come, and I call it the good times and the tough times in the book, when the tough times come, you're ready for it and you're prepared. And then you, that doesn't mean you don't have to reduce expenses and by the way, we didn't lay off one person during that period of time. Not one person. Our leadership team during that period, and I'm talking about one of seven recessions. By the way, we're in number seven now. Yep. Mm -hmm. The government hadn't called it a recession. But if you're in real estate, you're in a recession. Yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what the government yeah. says it is. In real Name estate today, you you're in a recession. Right. And, and so... In our leadership team, we, we went to our leaders at one of those charts, I don't remember which one, and Jan and I, my sister and I, first decided if anybody was going to reduce their income, it would be us. And we calculated early on that we could go a year without taking a dime out of the company because of investments we had made and so forth. So at some chart, we went to our leadership team and said we would like to have you have the opportunity to take a reduction in your base salary. Now they still get incentives and different ways we pay. Every one of them took a reduction. Every single one of them. Rock along, 
Jan and I didn't get paid for five years. We didn't take a dime out of our company for five years. Rock along. December 31st, 2012, we paid every single leader back every dime that they had sacrificed for wow. that period of time. Wow. It's all in the book. Yeah. So you got the charts. You got great people. They stay with you. Lois, I was thinking. Yeah. That. Yeah. And as a result of that, for 12 years in a row, we've been the number one company or one of the top five companies to work for in DFW. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they still tell the story. Our leaders tell the story mm-hmm. as they're interviewing people, as they're talking to people. Let me tell you the company you work with. Because mm-hmm. it was great leadership. You know, no, like I said, I, I was there for a piece of that time. Yeah. And it was great leadership. Thank you. And it will always be remembered in my heart that way. And it was you and Jan. Well, Incredible people. A lot, of, a lot of other great people as well. Yes, indeed. And it took the whole of the whole. The whole but so, but so it was at that the, leadership. I mean, we're obviously in the real estate industry right but this i would think would have practical application for anyone any business yeah any and you business. wrote it with that more and it doesn't matter if you're an mind. agent and you're an entrepreneur you own your own sales career right or if you're a um, you know fortune 500 company yeah or if you're a middle management anyone that leads people anyone that has responsibility of a budget anyone that has a responsibility of investing or not investing of growing you know, through two recessions, uh, 89 to uh, 89 to 92, uh, we were in the property management business, which we've been in for a long, long time. Yep. We manage over 1,700 properties today. And we were also in the brokerage business. So mm-hmm. here it was 89 to 92 recession. We were trying to make ends meet. So we heard about a HUD contract coming up. What did we do? Never bid on a contract government contract in my lifetime. Didn't even know how to spell government, you know? <laughs> Didn't want to, by the way. And we went out to the HUD contract RFP solicitation. Yeah, we can do this. So we bid on it. We got it. Not only did we get one, we got two. We made more money than we ever made in our entire life. Wasn't Compared to today, wasn't much, but back then, it was a lot of money. What did we do? We put it in the bank. Yeah. That's we discipline. Bank. Yeah. And then as... That recession was over, we had opportunities, we bought our first acquisition in 1993 after the recession was over. Mm -hmm. And that led to over 50 acquisitions we've made since that time. Wow. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're still banking them. I'm looking at several today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, probably to that point, unless you've got something. No, I was going to, go ahead. Uh, Pivoting into the brokerage side of the world, yeah. In the coming years, what kind of, you know, what are you seeing in the brokerage? What's your opinion of the brokerage industry? More recently, I'm seeing a lot of uh, interesting strategic side of Keller Williams. You've got the EXP factor. you got Compass. Uh, you've got uh, Fathom. Everybody's kind of got a little We've left different. out ABC, XYZ. Z, yeah. There are over 2,400 real estate companies in DFW. In DFW. Okay. Whoa. Wow. Over 2,400. Right. Companies. Yeah. Over 40,000 agents in North Texas, okay? You know what? Here's my answer. Um, Dave Ramsey, his book, uh, uh, Baby Step Millionaires, came out a year or so ago. He was interviewing a billionaire. Mm -hmm. And he asked this billionaire, so, you know, what's your favorite book? He said, oh, that's easy. I've read it thousands of times. I read it to my children. I read it to my grandchildren. 
What is it? <laughs> the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise always wins. And it was that power of moments, it was that moment when I read that, and I started thinking about our little old real estate company out here, 86 years young. We're developed it now, it will last another 80 years, it's not for sale, let me make that clear. You know, we've got a leadership team to carry it to the next generation. And the fact is, we are a tortoise. You know what's interesting about that race, the tortoise and the hare? The tortoise was strong and steady. He never stopped moving. He's never stopped growing. He never stopped. But the hare, the hare was a little cocky. Mm -hmm. The hare thought he knew everything about running. The hare thought he was really smarter than everybody else. And so he was out there and he got halfway down the road and he saw his buddies and he stopped. Mm -hmm. Then he took a little longer and then he took a nap or vice versa. I don't remember exactly how it went. But the fact is the tortoise won the race. Mm -hmm. So Mark, we're, from my perspective, our company's a tortoise. Somebody asked me recently, I said, so, so you know, who do you chase? My answer was, I chase me. I chase us. We want to be better. I believe in the theory that you're either growing or you're dying. Mm -hmm. I don't want to die. I'm going to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, are we a flash in the pan? No. Mm -mm. No. No. We're not going to be. But I will tell you this. We survey, we've been surveying, as you know, Sandy, our clients for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. I used to stuff envelopes myself and lick them and put a stamp on them every month for years mm -hmm. until now it's electronic. And I don't know how many years in a row we've had a 98% quality service rating with our clients. Wow. In real estate brokerage, an emotional business. Mm -hmm. I'll put that up against any company of our size. Mm -hmm. any, now, if you sell two deals, you might get 100%, right? <laughs> We're not talking about two transactions a year. Right. The last two and a half years, remember a year ago what happened in our industry, right? Now, interest rate 6 to 7%. Year, two and a half years, we've had a 99% quality service rating. Wow. That's as of July 31st. Mm -hmm. This last month, mm -hmm. two and a half years. I'll put that up against any company Absolutely. anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you give quality service to your client, guess what they do? They refer you to more people, mm -hmm. right? When you refer more people, you get them another satisfied, mm -hmm. loyal client, and then mm -hmm. they refer more, and then they refer more, and you get to build a business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that play into technology and marketing? How how can you be the tortoise in a fast-paced, noisy marketing that we marketers tend to think, if oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to get forgotten or passed over or we're not going to get the message out or whatever. So relate all that to marketing for me. How well, does the a, tortoise win in a marketing that, frenzy? That's as big as a turtle. I mean, that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> question. So uh, first of all, you take part of your your income and you invest it. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, in the old days, Mark, we used to invest in paper. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, but the <laughs> fact is you invest dollars and cents. Well, Sandy, when you worked with us, mm -hmm. it was you, right? Mm -hmm. We now have five people in our marketing department. Mm -hmm. You know, five full-time people, they do nothing but produce stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, in our, we have an IT department. You know, we have two people, and all they do is keep us running. Mm -hmm. And so you add marketing and IT together, and then leadership, you're always looking for the next piece of equipment, the next, uh, we just, we just uh, Eric just told me this morning, I love this, my son Eric is our COO, and uh, he just told me this morning we just replaced 30% of our computers, or a third of our computers, this week. Well, we did. <laughs> that wow. wasn't cheap, uh, but that was this week. You know, you're always yeah. investing in your, in in your technology, yeah. whether that's New software, hardware, yeah. whatever. Right. And real estate has always been behind in the software world, so you have a, it's, because it's such a fragmented industry or profession, depending on how you want to look at it, um, there's no real company that's come in with the software to solve everybody's problem. Mm -hmm. Certainly it's better today than it was 20 years ago. But, you know, we have, there are two major, uh, in my opinion, quality, high quality CRMs that integrate listing presentations and buyer presentations and MLS and, and so forth. There's two good ones on the market. We own one of them. You mm -hmm. know, we, we, we invest in one of them. Mm -hmm. We invest in, you know, internet, um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, email technologies, mm -hmm. you know, to get emails out so we can market our listings and market our company and recruit and all the things you do. Mm -hmm. And then we have another one that we're um, competing with MLS regard, in regard to getting listings in front of our customers but making our agent front and center of those to those customers mm -hmm. or to those prospects and making it much more desirable from a, an aesthetic perspective mm -hmm. uh, where people want to see our stuff versus right. oh my gosh here's a bunch of data and so there's always technologies that we're looking at we're investing we have a technology committee mm -hmm. and they meet every week every Tuesday afternoon as I recall and they go through stuff Mm -hmm. And to the point, last year, our agent said, stop, don't give us any more, we, <laughs> right. we got enough, we got enough. So this year, all we're doing is tweaking. Mm -hmm. What we bought last year, what you invested in last mm -hmm. year, we're just tweaking it mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. And then you get into the social media world, and, mm -hmm. and uh, I got to tell you, a day doesn't go by that I'm not seeing quality service surveys. Remember how I said that a minute ago? Mm -hmm. That our agents aren't posting what our clients say about their service. Mm -hmm. A day doesn't go by that I don't glance out there and here's somebody posting Sandy did a great job mm -hmm. in buying my or selling my house right. she did this she did that um, that all ties together mm -hmm. and so we have a person and all she does is social media and we have a person that all she does is teach social media mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then our training department you know we're teaching our agents to to maximize their results through social media so um, and then we're investing we you know, we do uh, sponsored ads and various other things, mm -hmm. very targeted business where the newspaper went out and wasted a lot of money. Mm -hmm. No offense to the newspaper world, <laughs> uh, but that we did back in the day, and now we're very targeted with who we're going after. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? It does. And what, and knowing the operation inside, like I knew it whenever I was there with you, I can say that to, to take that analogy of the tortoise and the hare, it is about continuing to send your message. It's not necessarily about the flash, about having the biggest and grandest marketing program and spending billions of dollars on these new marketing gadgets, but it's about the basics and keeping those basic things going at not a pace that's slow, but 
steady. And this is the one thing that I tell clients all the time. And it's all the things that, that I've taught. I taught it to, to your agents and I still teach it to my clients. And that is that you've got to be consistent. And it's all about your, your budget, your imagination, and the time that you spend. And if you're out of balance on any of those things, then you won't be able to continue your marketing. But if you've got your marketing within your budget, you've got it within the realm of you knowing how to do it, and you've also got it into the amount of time that it takes to do it, then guess what? It works. The agent, the business owner will do the marketing, and that's the hair. It's the daily, continuous message that goes out. And so that's what wins. It, it, we, we were talking a few minutes ago before we started here that, that success is a journey, not a destination. Yes. And Love that. You know, and I can't remember what famous speaker wrote that uh, 40 years ago. I remember hearing it, and it's in the book somewhere. But I'll also add marketing. Marketing is a journey. It's not a destination. Mm -hmm. You never stop. Mm -hmm. Just like you never stop investing in your business. Right. Whether it's money, whether it's time, whether right. it's training, whether it's people, you never stop investing. You, you're always looking to how can I make a difference? Mm -hmm. And then if you listen to the customer, what does a customer want? kind of interesting. They'll tell you what they want. Yeah. And they'll tell you what they're listening to or what they're watching to help them make a decision for them to use you and your business. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah it it does. totally does. That's a consultant, totally does. consultative approach yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But it, it's funny how so many business owners don't understand success that we're like what we're talking about it on this level. As, as the tortoise and the hare. They want to get there fast. Marketing's the same way. They want to get there fast. They want to make that blast out there. But, but the problem is, and what people need to understand, is that you cannot sustain that. 99.9% .9 of the businesses and people out there cannot sustain that. They have to take it slow and steady. That's what's sustainable. The, the flash That's what in the wins. pan doesn't work. It does not. Mm -hmm. I mean, my God, we've work. seen that so many times, not only in our industry, but in our culture, yeah. you know. So that's one thing that I learned when working at Judge Pye Company is that, you know, we created the message and it was the consistency of getting the message out however we could. Another thing that we always teach is you've got a message, you want to get your brand message out. It needs to be everywhere, everywhere you can, you know, but so you if you can, afford. if you, yeah, time, money, imagination. So yeah. if I can get it out there in all these places, and that's what I need to do. And I think that that's how we build our businesses too. And that's what we're, you're talking about. You've got to have all these pieces, all these little successes that come together to make that business what it is strong. So, you know, some, we, we were an independent realtor for 60 years, judge fact company. And we joined the Century 21 system 26 years ago. And as we, Jan and I, my sister Jan and I started developing the company and we got to that point, four offices, 100 people way back when, 26 years ago. I will tell you, what we realized is DFW is a huge media market, huge. And to really build a brand, you know, it, it's millions, it costs millions mm -hmm. of dollars. Mm -hmm. And so we had the opportunity to sell our company back 26 years ago. We had two offers on the table and we said, eh, 
don't think we want to do that. And so we decided that we would join the Century 21 system, a global network. When you, you know, you walk down the street and think of real estate, who do you think of? Well, I wish they all used this, but they, they generally, Century 21's in the top one or two or three and usually the top one. Mm -hmm. It's a household brand for real estate, and so mm -hmm. we bought into it mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And we still recruit people to this day that say, when I think of real estate, I think of Century 21, so I'm going to work with them. So go back to your consistency. Some 40-plus years ago, somebody in California had this idea. Franchising was just beginning in the real estate industry, and that's where it started. And, you know, we didn't catch on for a while, but finally we realized in order to build a brand in, in a metropolitan area, it takes millions of dollars. And we didn't have millions of dollars, so what did we do? We invested in a brand. Mm -hmm. And it's been a very, very mm -hmm. good brand for us. No doubt. It's great. Very good brand. And we just renewed last year for yeah. another 10 years. I yeah. mean, you know, we, in advance even. Yeah, smart move. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, it, it's working for us and it's working for our people mm -hmm. and they bring tools and systems to mm -hmm. us and that brand that the we brand don't name. have to build. Yeah even though we build a Judge Fight brand along with it. Yeah, so, yeah mm -hmm. that's true. Anyway. Do you have any more questions because we're out of time? No, I don't. Uh, I wish we weren't out of time. Let's do, let's do our case. little three takeaways because this is okay. one of my favorite parts of the show. Okay. Three things that you want to leave with our audience, three specific things you'd like people to walk away and say, Jim Fight said this today. Mm. And I'll, I'll let you think about that for a second. Mark, you want to have sure. a shot at that? I mean, I, I think a big portion is probably I'll read it through that book, mm -hmm. but all of this is about a mindset. Mm. And it's mm -hmm. the mindset that we choose right now that creates the success that we're going to have in these coming months and years as we go through this cycle that we're in, so to speak. So I really believe in the strength of the mindset. That's why I'm really looking forward to reading the book. The second part of that is read. And Jim's made reference to, I think, at least three books in this yeah. setting. So that, that tells me you read a lot. And there's a lot to gain from reading, from knowledge from other people mm -hmm. as well that can contribute to your success. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I just think, when I sit with Jim, I just think again, and I look at myself as well, just experience is really important right now. <laughs> and uh, the experience that we've had through these years that we've been in this business. And that's a good place to potentially uh, out-hustle our competition because mm, we like are that. in a defensive posture we're in a posture of understanding how to look in front, determine where the opportunities are, and then proceed forward to those opportunities where others are like, what do I do? Yeah. And a lot that we compete against with my veteran closers compared to a closer that's been in the business five years, mm -hmm. it's a big difference, mm -hmm. particularly when you get into a transaction that requires experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so I think experience is great, and I love to be the tortoise and not the hare. <laughs> I love it. So those are mine. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Jim? Communicate with your people. There's a whole book or, or a chapter on communication. There's another chapter on people. But communicate with your people. You know, if you, if you don't communicate, you hide your head in the sand, mm -hmm. and you, you know, you're scared to death. There's another little phrase, don't let them see you sweat, but <laughs> <laughs> that's called leadership. Yeah. But, but seriously, you know, they need to know what you're doing mm -hmm. right? and how you're doing it and why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's the why is as important as what. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they know what you're doing, they know why you're doing it, 
they will get on your team and they'll work with you. So I would say communicate with your people. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a, a big one. Um, of course, planning, um, looking out in the long term. Again, we're not a flash in the pan. We, we have 10-year goals. We have three-year goals. We have one-year goals. We have quarterly goals. And we work, and all of them add up to the, to the big goal, the mm -hmm. big, hairy, audacious goal. And, and so as, as you develop a company or family or whatever you're working on, where are you going? If you know where you're going, you'll figure out how to get there mm -hmm. because that's where you're going. Mm -hmm. If you don't know where you're going, good luck. You're on your <laughs> own, you know? No kidding. And the third thing is invest in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Success through a recession. <laughs> you know, that's what I really want. Right. Right, seriously, every dollar that comes in will go to the Judge Fight Charitable Foundation. Awesome. And uh, I'm not, I didn't write that book for Jim. I wrote that book for people. I love it. And so that was the main thing. It's right in the first few pages. Every, every dollar goes to the Judge Fight Charitable Foundation. Our foundation was formed in 2017 to help people in emergency needs. Love and that. there's a lot of people that have them. We've done so many great things. Got a report on it at our stockholder meeting this morning, our annual stockholder meeting this morning of what we gave. And just so far this year uh, to people in emergency, we can turn a check for somebody whose house burned down yesterday in 24 to 48 hours. That's how fast we can move. I love that. So anyway, buy the book. It. It'll help people. Thank you, Beautiful. Jim. Uh, my three takeaways, um, all this all that you said, all that you said, uh, but specifically be consistent. I think that consistency in our businesses and the way we work and the way we spread our brand message is so important. I love the tortoise and the hare. I think that that is a beautiful analogy and I think that you just have to be consistent and don't give up. Second thing, in this uh, crazy time of technology and AI, I want to encourage everybody to, and this is something that I learned from you guys, and it goes with your communication uh, point that you made, that is step away from the technology and get your hands into the real stuff. Be analog, you know, write a notebook, uh, make a phone call, go to a, a networking meeting. So get out from behind the computer, get out from behind chat GPT or whatever it's called and use your own brain to be creative in your business because a lot of people are sliding into the laziness that is social media, the laziness that is AI allowing to do the thinking for you. So if you want to have uh, that steadiness, that strength of the hair, then I think, I mean, of the tortoise, then I think that you've got to step away and out of technology long enough to be able to think for yourself, think for your own brand message, and then you add that to the consistency and I think that you're gonna have success. And then thirdly, I'm gonna piggyback on Jim, communication. I think with your company, with your wow. prospects, with your family, your partners, your people, let's don't stop communicating one-on-one -on -one with each other. Uh, again, the technology can make us, uh, make it so easy to slide into uh, getting used to communicating only through technology. And this is a thing. I mean, I just read an article in Vogue over the weekend when I was on the airplane coming home about how easy now it is for us to be non-human, to have the non-human contact. We don't know how to contact real humans anymore. We don't know how to talk to each other anymore. 
because we're hiding behind technology. So communication is so important. So with all of that, uh, I think that building your business and getting the book to find out how we navigate these times, whether you're a realtor, whether you are a business owner, uh, buy the book. It's on Amazon. Jim, thank you so much. It's My great pleasure. to see Thanks you. Great seeing you, talk to you. You look great. Mark, yeah. thank you. Thanks, Always. Secure yeah. Title, for your sponsorship. We will see you next month. Ciao. Ciao.